Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to What Lies Beneath, episode 13, which 13 in the month of October, Halloween season. I think that's perfect timing right there on our part. Uh, so we're finally back on track, as you uh, will notice. This is released a week from the last episode, so a lot of you have been saying great work, uh, but it would be very beneficial for you guys to put out more content and you know, we, we do try to just take some time and Christian and I, the past two or three weeks have just been busy as hell. So that's one of the reasons why, but hopefully we're back on track now. Um, we did get a couple of uh, pretty good topic ideas that uh, did interest me. I believe me. in judging a man on the content of his podcast and not on the color of the various stuff that's posted otherwise. Was that Martin Luther? I don't know what it was. <laughs> that's, that's the Christian trader. The accent trader didn't come to me in the moment. Yeah, but anyways, it's the uh, infallible filler right there, everybody. And I am uh, Trevor. So, um, I've, I haven't ran this by Christian yet, but I thought it'd be kind of a cool idea. Um, I'm going to try to get like a sort of like a hotline thing set up for our podcast for you guys to be able to like call in. Um, or text, and then we will read like your questions uh, or play your voicemails on the the podcast. So, uh, if you guys think that'd be a cool idea, definitely reach out. Uh, I also thought it'd be kind of cool if you guys, um, if you wanted to, um, beginning of each episode, we could answer a few questions from you guys, maybe about us, so you can kind of get to know us a little better. Uh, I know we get on here on the, we get on the mics and ramble on for for about an hour so if you want to get to know us a little better shoot some questions we'll answer them in the beginning of the episode but today we are covering the origins of halloween some of the superstitions behind it um and then we're also going to cover um we're going to go over some uh, there's some stories of actual human bodies being used as halloween decorations uh not on purpose so no halloween is a capital capitalistic device that's all it is right <laughs> there's and there's no like serial killer or anything like that evolved it's just freak accident uh and then we'll also go into some of the like the halloween games that you guys can try out for yourself if you're up for the challenge but i'm gonna yeah, hand like it jump over. off a roof and see if you survive dude <laughs> did, did that you, was one of my favorites growing up did you ever do did you did that at my house then Jumping off? Uh, no, I, I never got up on a roof. Actually, did get, did I get up on a roof? I don't know. Yeah, I've been on a roof before, but well, I didn't decide to jump off. Yes. Well, at the Montgomery Mansion, we uh, we would set the trampoline I've up. That milestone in life. Yes, so we'd set the trampoline up near the roof, near the house, I should say, and we climbed up on the roof and we uh, jumped off onto the trampoline. Which, when you're like a you know, when you're a teenage boy. We, uh, obviously you're going to try some dangerous stuff. So anyways, I'm going to hand it over to the infallible filler to get us started on our topic today. If you would, uh, I know you have some of the uh, Celtic origins, I believe, and maybe, uh, maybe if you could start us off, if, uh, if you have the information on how Halloween actually uh, originated. So, Oh, well, boys and girls, I will take you back to the Shire about a good 4,000 years ago. No, 2,000 years ago. There was an NBA team called the Celtics. And they resided in the beautiful green lands of, of uh, Boston. Anyway, the Irish, or at least the ancient Irish population known as the Celtics, Celtic, with a K, except spelled with a C. It just helps for any ambiguity. So they existed or were prevalent 2,000 years ago on the island, and I believe that there were some tribes that extended out in the British Isles as well as some portions of France. And uh, they were pagan. They definitely didn't observe Christianity because, believe it or not, Christianity did not exist at that time, even though Jesus was had just been crucified. 
Um, anyway, in Ireland, the climate is rather extreme or not extreme. It, I'd say it's similar to maybe some of the northern parts of the United States or the Midwest. And they encountered harsh winters. And, but this, so their harvest also coincided with their observed new year, which was designated November 1. How they kept track of that, I don't know. So this, this festival is known as Samhain. I don't, I'm sure I'm butchering it. And this predates All Hallows' Eve, but this is definitely the precursor to such event. And for whatever reason, they thought that the spirits like to come out at the end of the year. And the tradition of Samhain coincided with late October, mid to late October. I don't know how long the observance was in, in particular. And they believed that the spirits actually came or of their loved ones came around and visited them. And I'm sure that they had some sort of potato alcohol that definitely allowed them to believe this. And, uh, however, they had a high ranking sect of Druids. I'm sure that name sounds familiar. They were, known as priests, pagan priests and administrators as well as medical officials and things of that nature. And they were known to have particular powers during this time of year, especially with a, from the series of bonfires of which uh, communities would throw various objects such as crops and animals, things that would be valuable to them during the winter as sort of a sacrifice of substance. And the Druids would be able to foresee and foretell any events that they might, that might occur during the winter. And that uh, Aunt Jane is not going to last all the way through stuff like that. Especially if you smoke her too quick, man. I don't think they were smoking any bodies. Maybe maybe they got tired of throwing in various objects and went to humans. I don't smoking know. Smoking the Mary Jane. But they would wear so the one of the one of the ancestors to the costumes that we wear now today is they would wear uh, animal pelts and masks made out of animal skin, if not actual animal heads and dance around the bonfires and have a good old time. I don't know if they would sing, what type of chance they had. But the the bonfires were sort of a symbol of the the sun that the nights would come quicker throughout the winter and that they wanted uh that the there was the symbol of the sun and sort of their lifeline throughout the winter. And um, so that was Samhain. And then what's interesting enough is that the Romans conquered the British Isles and Ireland and the early, uh, I guess it'd be first century. And the Romans coupled some of their own autumn traditions with that of the Celtic or Celtic Samhain. And... This would, I believe it was called, uh, Feralia, which was, they also believed in the, they call it the passing of the dead. So this, this was a, I, I guess, observed autumn festival or autumn event that the Romans observed. And they also had Pomona, or they, they bore reverence to Pomona, one of the Roman goddesses who was known uh, for an affinity to fruit and the abundance of crops and trees and all that. So that's where the apple comes into play. So the, the apple was a symbol of that festival. And then later on, so because it was Europe was predominantly ruled by monarchies that were heavily involved with the Catholic church, the Catholic church finally observed 
the pagan ritual and made it their own and refer to it as All Hallows Eve because All Saints Day was November 1st and that was in remembrance of various martyrs and saints uh, throughout the Catholic tradition. And um, that's that's the ancient roots. And I, I think they started celebrating um, All Hallows Eve. It became a Christian holiday in the, I don't know, thousands. I don't know. So that'd be what? 10th century, 9th century, I don't know, something like that. Do you have anything to throw in, Trevor? No, man, honestly, it's pretty interesting, though. Like, it's, you know, you said pagans were uh, following this pretty strictly or whatever, or it was it was one of their deals, and it really wasn't like a Christian holiday. It just kind of makes you wonder, like, out of all the stuff that we've sort of conjured up this holiday to be, like, why did Christians sort of take this into their own... I don't know, holiday circle, if you will. Like, I don't know. Is, is it like because they're celebrating death, like as in rising to heaven? Or do you, do you have any speculation there? I, I don't believe they, I, I think they believed in an afterlife, whether there was a dedicated heaven or hell is up to determination. I think they just thought that various spirits, good or bad, wandered throughout their domains during this time period that it was sort of a pilgrimage for the spirits to come back to their homeland and that they were expected to be hospitable to the spirits. Also though, they, they didn't necessarily want to encounter too many spirits and they dressed up in various costumes to terrify, or at least it was either there's two trains of thought, either to terrify the spirits off or to assimilate with them and not be recognized as humans and that they wouldn't be bothered with, or the living, I should say. That's interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much more on uh, the origins or anything like that. Um, if you, I can I can continue through its evolution. Yeah, I mean, if you have more, definitely go ahead, because um, uh, once you're done going through some of that stuff, I'm going to start on the superstition portion. But yeah, go ahead, man. So the Catholic Church is either rather revolutionary because it had been the administering religious sect to a lot of ethnicities. And one thing they found that got people together were festivals. And uh, Christmas was not inherently a Christian holiday. It was an end-of-the-year festival uh, and, and the winter festival. So they devised that such an event like Halloween or such an observance like Halloween can be absorbed in the Catholic Church and could it uh, it could galvanize sort of a unity between all the ethnicities and uh, get their minds off all the hardships of and nuances of just that era of with diseases and and so they incorporated that in the Catholic church year and uh so sort of the other thing so even though the sacrifices existed the catholics decided to absorb it and somehow alter it into a somewhat religious holiday and uh halloween had been popular really up until or there had been various traditions developing throughout europe all the way up until the mid-19th century and then that, those traditions started to be imported with the mass immigration in the United States. Uh, Irish, Germans, it was, it was, it was uh, manifold with the ethnicities coming into the United States. Uh, but it was not prevalent in New England or the Northeastern United States just because of the heavy emphasis on the Puritan and Protestant ways, which they found that because of its close ties to the Catholic church that it was, it could not be observed. So it found favor in Maryland, which was known as a Catholic colony and the various Southern States. Um, and that, that became popular, but because of the Irish potato famine, all roads lead back to the Irish potato famine <laughs> in the mid 19th century, there was a, a second wave of Irish immigration. And this time it was even more prolific 
So the Irish were everywhere, New York City, all the way down to New Orleans. And this prompted the uh, spread of just the tradition in itself. And in the mid to late 19th century, it, uh, uh, it definitely proliferated in the United States. Uh, so, okay, so I, I started in the United States. So trick-or-treat started to become popular, I'd say, late 19th century, early 20th century. And this originated from what is called soul cakes in England. So the impoverished, and, and I believe this would have been 16th, 17th, 18th centuries that this occurred. And the soul cakes were just created from not scraps, but very, very cheap ingredients. And the poor would go around uh, during the autumnal season or maybe just all Hallows Eve and beg for these soul cakes. And then it was a transaction that you would, that the beggar would pray for the dead of that particular family. I don't know if they gave them their names. Um, and then finally, because kids would go around and they would do the same, this developed into more of treats rather than these soul cakes were just a means for people to eat. Um, but the soul cakes were actually replacing the wine and spirits that would go to waste. So that this, rather than items being left out that would go to waste, uh, so wine and various foods were left out for the visiting spirits before this time period. Then soul cakes developed were actually the ingredients and they were cheaper, could be consumed. And then finally kids went out and, and got treats and even ales. So they were getting the, instead of getting the kids all hopped up on Mountain Dew, uh, they were getting them nice and drunk. <laughs> so they were feeding these kids at the very start of trick-or-treating. They were feeding them these rice cake like things that were plain as hell and it probably tasted worse than cardboard pizza like that's that's brutal right there man i think i would have i'm trying to i'm trying to that's just kind of what my that's how i think or that's what i think of when i think you know you know those little cheese dippers so that you had those like oh my god breadsticks The cheese was good, but the breadsticks, they're just kind of stale. They always tasted stale. I, I imagine that just with an immense bitter flavor. How can they call that a breadstick, maybe some, dude? Maybe some mag, maggots. How, I, I don't know what you how, how, a dipper. No, no, no. How can they even call that a breadstick? It's a, it's a pretzel. Like, it's not a pretzel. It's like a, it's a, it's, it's like an eel. It's not bread. It's not bread because bread is it's soft. Like an it's like a crouton. <laughs> <laughs> It's an long, um, no, what the hell would it be? It's a, uh, it, no, it's a long, great, it's a cracker, man. It, it's like a, yeah, but it's too, I don't know. It's dense. It's a, it's a, we'll just call it a, we'll call it a carb noodle, but I guess a noodle is a carb. We'll call it a hard noodle. It's Satan's dingleberry. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's a remnant of anything. Hopefully, yeah, dude. We're we're gonna call it the Satan's Dingleberry from now on. So, more like a Satan's Dingleberry. We may have to get like a T-shirt made with that, like a Satan figure with a little Dingleberry hanging off of that. <laughs> Got a dangle. That would sell for <clears throat> sure, dude. The dangle, the dangle has to dangle. Yes, just remember yes. that. One hundred percent. All right, so we we have that in the United States. So this was observed. Even the Germans had somewhere to like Kinzel Dingle something or other. Kinzel Burger. I don't know how you pronounce it. Anyway, the Germans had they always the Germans always try to devise something that's transactional and something that's practical. So whatever their tradition was, they on on Halloween at the end of October, they would have kids go out and it was a guessing game. If you could not guess the individual inside the costume, then you were rewarded with uh, various treats. So that see the, the Germans just leave it practical. There's no religion. There's no spirits. It's, we don't believe in that shit. Just it's a guessing game. Uh, what other remarks do I have on this whole debacle? Mm. All right, the jack o' lantern. So the jack-o'-lantern actually had nothing to do with pumpkins from the get-go. It had everything to do with Stingy Jack, was the legend. And 
Stingy Jack somehow lured the devil into a carved whatever. Uh, insert your your starch here, rutabaga, beet, potato, zucchini, <laughs> zucchini, <laughs> whatever the hell you want to carve up. And uh, Stingy Jack captured the devil, and in return, or in the bargain, he said, "I'll let you go," which I don't know. Yeah. I'll let you go if, if you promise I don't go to hell. I'd say, yeah, yeah, but it's a pretty fair I trade. I think I would have used Satan. Yeah, I, I think I would have used Satan for other items if I was able to trap him. <laughs> uh, but it was a it was a decent. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'd say those terms were. I'd abide by those terms. So he was guaranteed that his soul would would not uh, go to hell. However. Because of his dealings with the devil, he was not allowed into heaven either, so he was meant to wander the earth for all eternity. And the jack-o'-lantern is called the jack-o'-lantern for that very reason. And originally these were carved, uh, let's see what type of, but uh, like any starch, like I mentioned, anything that grows in the ground. And this was imported with the Irish in the United States, but... What I found interesting is that the pumpkin is only indigenous, originally originated from Central America and slowly was introduced to North America. So the pumpkin and Halloween, we, I mean, we, we attribute the pumpkin to Halloween. They're synonymous, right? It did not originate with the true origins, origins of Halloween. So that's definitely United States, uh, United States contribution to Halloween, which I'd say is pretty pretty good. Yeah. Uh, black and orange. Black represents death. These are the two official colors of Halloween. Black represents death. Orange, autumn. Not a lot of not a lot of thought into that. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. Um, what else do I have? Yeah, that uh, I think I summed up Halloween on the Wikipedia page. It has a Canadian woman from 1928 and she has a giant imprinted pumpkin. It's a printed t-shirt and she's wearing a mask. Yeah. She sounds hot. It's that's, that's hot. Dude, speaking of masks, yeah. do you remember that Beatrice? I'm sure. Do you remember that super sick mask that you bought when I was with you? It was like a hundred dollar mask. Frankenstein. It's 50 bucks. Was it, Not that crazy. Wasn't it Frankenstein? I have the Frankenstein mask and I have uh it's like that uh, wrapped up, exposed. Yeah, that's right. Face. Yeah, that wounded face. Yeah, that was a pretty. Dude, sick take mask. a picture of those. I want to post it up on our Instagram for people to see because those things are badass. If you if you have them with you, I'm not sure if you do, but I'll have to look for them. Yeah, I usually stuff the Frankenstein mask and just had it sitting on one of my shelves. I love that, dude. That I wasn't that resourceful when I moved. I didn't recognize it. I probably could use it out here. I hope you have a picture of it somewhere because I people man, it's it's a really cool mask. I was with him when he bought it. I was cheering him on. None of those damn masks fit. They don't make them for normal size people heads. Dude, I wanna I wanna start buying masks now that now that we're on that on that subject. But I don't know if there's any places around here that sell them. So unfortunate loss. Yeah, in St. Louis they have Johnny Brock's dungeon. Yeah, that place is sick. Oh, one more thing in in regards to St. Louis. One more thing I want to interject is that St. Louis has a particular tradition, which I thought was stupid. So there's two things I, I learned about St. Louis when I arrived. And I, I'm well familiar with the city before I even lived there. That one, they call urban rednecks Hoosiers, which Indiana, that's a term of, of endearment. No, not for you me. Even the state football team, the flagship university, is referred to as the Hoosiers. Uh. Secondly, at Halloween, the it's it's probably because the Germans see St. Louis was founded by a lot of Germans. You have to tell a joke in order to receive candy. I mean, yeah, that's stupid. What are they doing? That's stupid as hell. What are they doing to the poor kids? That's the high expectations. Most of these kids are on their phone all day and on computers. Yeah, their brain cells are they don't they don't have enough brain cells to worry about. Plus, they're foaming at the mouth for candy, <laughs> and they're trying to get their fix, and, and you're re re 
restricting it. Oh, man, I don't know. They're probably but anyway, they're probably getting neat, neat anyway, candy and all kinds of stuff. So that was another tradition over in Europe. I think England specifically is that you would recite verses and sing songs in order to receive candy. So adults really just like messing with kids because they know they're going to do anything for candy. Dude, that's so true. Because this year they could probably get other adults to do that if they handed out booze. Oh, hundred, dude, you and I would go trick or treating in a heartbeat if we got to try like a new IPA at each stop. I mean, we we might be drunk by the run from door to door to the stumbling from door to door. Yeah, dude. Speaking of like messing with kids, that's that was what I was hoping to do this year is dress up super scary. But my wife's making me dress up um, as a couple, so. I'll probably be like Mickey Mouse or something like that. So that's unfortunate. Weren't you a rabbit or some Mad Hatter last last year? Yes, or year before. Yes, I was the rabbit. I'm not sure even what his name is. And <laughs> it's in the. Uh, I didn't know you were one for cosplay, but Allison I guess whatever gets your rocks off. <laughs> you know, dude, I dress up. I'll dress up in that costume for you anytime you want. So just throwing that out there. But I think, do you have any more? Or are we ready to go on to some more superstitions? No, it's I don't know how linear that discussion was, but that's no, dude. that's all I have to contribute at the moment. Threw out some <clears> stuff <throat> that I didn't that I had no clue about, so I'm sure people will uh, get value from that. So that's cool. Uh, but we'll go into some of the superstitions. Some of these are ridiculous, uh, so I probably won't read them all. But if you want to find uh, or if you want to read all of them, head on over to frightbites.com, and that's uh, bites is spelled B Y T E S. Um, just shouting out the source there because that's where I'm getting these from. So the uh, first one that I see here, if you hear footsteps behind you on Halloween, uh, you're not supposed to look back because uh, that means it, the dead could be po- or could possibly be following you. Uh, and turning back could also mean that you will soon join them. I thought that was pretty cool. Um... I don't know if, have we, we haven't never done a ghost hunt on Halloween. So I was going to say, have we ever experienced this? But I don't think we've ever been together on Halloween, man. That's sad. Yeah, because it was bullshit finals we had to worry about or midterms and school Mm -hmm. and living in different cities. Yeah, something like that. So here's another one. Here's one that's kind of ridiculous to say. It says, carry a lump of bread in your pocket when walking in the dark. It will serve as an offering to the ghost. Um, yeah, I don't buy that one. I think we need to have like Reese's and like booze and some porn magazines or something. I feel like that's a better offering than a loaf of bread. But Porn magazines, Trevor? Dude, they get... Is this the 1980s, man? They're they're around dead people, or sorry, other spirits all day long. They want to see someone, something that's alive. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Oh, you're saying hand them out. Okay. Not, okay. not to the kids. I mean, have them as an offering to the spirits. Well, you could just go in the nude, birthday suit. I guess I could. They would get their fix. I guess I, we could show off our bodies for them if we, if we wanted. But. Okay, so the next one. Uh, if you see a ghost, and I feel like this one's super BS too, but it says if you see a ghost, walk around around it nine times and the ghost will disappear. Usually, um, out of all the paranormal stuff that I've ever seen, they see something, an apparition or whatever. It happens so fast, like there's no way you'd be able to walk around it nine times. But uh, if you hear three knocks and no one is there, it usually means someone close to you has died. The superstition... Uh, calls this the three knocks of death. That was pretty creepy. Um, I'm not a proponent of that one. Have you ever heard knocks at your grandmother's house? No, I have That's good. That's good. That means no one close to you has died. So uh, this one, I feel like this one's one that's pretty common. Uh, black cats kill a black cat on Halloween and you'll have seven years of bad luck. Uh, let's see. So if a pack, what's the infatuation with seven anyway? I don't know, man. Something about, I mean, who the hell determined? I think that? seven. Yeah. I don't know who determined it, but seven's like represents like perfection. Right. If I'm not mistaken. I don't know. You're the man. I think, I think it represents a like, perfection so if i'm wrong correct me 
I'm sure you will with the two star. So it's not. It's not. How can it be perfection? It's not even a symmetric. That's number. what I'm thinking, man. That's exactly what I thought. Eight. It's supposed to be one without the weird little hang thing. Well, seven is usually is eight the only symmetric number. One, two, three, four, one or eleven. <laughs> yeah, but it depends. If it's just if it's just two lines, then yes. But if it's if it's the one with the like the Roman oh the new Roman the numeral. Times New Roman one, oh. it's rather than just being a straight you're right straight shaft, <laughs> man. Eight's the only symmetric number. Why can't eight be? Well, crazy eights, I guess. I yeah. There you go. I, I don't I don't understand the discrimination against numbers. So another death omen is if a bat flies around your house three times. So I used to work at a church and I was the custodian there, so that was a glorious job. Um, in this church, they had a bat infestation. Garbage for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was definitely collecting that garbage for Jesus. Um, yeah, they, they had a lot of bats and I was in charge because everyone else there was a female. They were terrified. So it was up to me and I'm not too fond of them either, honestly. So anyways, they had this huge like net thing and I would have to like, they'd be in a corner in this big net. Like no way. Like it was, it was so difficult. Was it a net thing or was it just a giant net? When I, when you say net thing, I don't envision a net. I, th- I envision something that's a, derivative of a net. well it's it's like a big did it have a pole and did it have a round ring with some sort of mesh that was a net well i said net i need to visualize I said net thing because i'm not 100 percent sure if i'm accurate on this but i believe it was like one of those fishing nets that you would use but it was massive like it was bigger than like the normal one for some reason fishing net is definitely a net yes know? i wasn't sure if it was that one or like that's what pops up in my memory but anyways to go along with this bad story to tie it in here um i've definitely seen some uh some bats that's a really bad story. I, i've seen some bats flying around dude and around that church so i'm just wondering if that means the church like all the church members are going to die, going to die since it is a death omen so scary thought there i'm glad i got out of there there's a lot of old people that go to church so i i don't think i think that's incidental <laughs> that's terrible dude that's terrible um let's see here so don't don't point at a grave or your was this, hey Trevor was this was this the Methodist church yes it was the not the free Methodist but the, the enslaved Methodist the first Methodist yep, church exactly uh, they actually have I think oh. three bodies in the church Ooh, good point I forgot about that that's yes I remember that. so there's there's a crypt so. I, I don't know, man. I tried to look for those bodies when I worked there because I had access to everywhere in the building, or or so I thought, anyways. Um, I don't know. I know where the bodies are. I got to a place. I think they're under they're under the altar. So they're they're under the sanctuary, towards the altar. Well, I've been back in like this concrete, like uh, inside this concrete little area inside the wall where they hold some of their like AC stuff and ventilation and all that stuff. And it looks like, I don't know, it looks like you can go further back, but like you couldn't get back there anymore. So I don't know. That's kind of where I thought it could be, but did not find it. So I guess I cannot confirm, but yes, I have heard of that and it's very, very creepy, but uh, so the next one, don't point your finger at a grave or your finger will rot off. And I'm going to have to call it BS unless it's going to happen to me, you know, in the future. But I've, I've taunted some, uh, some graves at the haunted cemetery we went to. Um, I don't think you pointed though. You, you just yelled, hit, I hit the tree, uh, profanity. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm like the worst. I don't, don't mess with that. Shit. I, I, I'm a firm believer. Don't tempt, don't. Don't make yourself conspicuous. I was um, way more immature back then. I definitely probably would not do that now. Um, but I did it. So if bad luck does happen to uh, make itself known to me, that's probably why. But uh, So the next one I have here, a person born on Halloween can see and uh, talk to spirits. I think that's really cool. So if you guys... 
uh, have, are, are born on Halloween by chance, if you were, sorry, um, let us know if this is true or if it's BS. Hey, dude. What's up? So my brother was born October 25th, which Ooh. is, I consider to be close proximity to Halloween, right? So at my grandmother's house, he has experienced the most encounters with ghosts. Now, I don't know if he's pulling our leg. I don't. He's not necessarily one to do that. He talks a lot of bullshit, but it's usually about sports and random things. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing of consequence. So I don't think he's pulling our leg. Maybe you do. Maybe the closer you are, the more um, you might be. The more sensitive yeah. you are. The six senses working. I don't know. Maybe. Alec, tell us, dude. Do you talk to spirits regularly? All right, the next one. Uh, to prevent ghosts, or it's just multiple personality disorder. Could be, could could very well be. To prevent ghosts from coming into the house uh, during Halloween, bury animal bones or a picture of an animal near the doorway, and uh, this is said to uh, like scare off the spirits or ghosts. Which I don't know about you guys. I'm not trying to bury my pet's bones or sorry, animal bones near the house. It's just it's kind of creepy. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There's a couple more and then we'll get into some interesting stories that have happened on Halloween. So if you see a spider on Halloween, it could mean that, uh, the spirit of a dead loved one is watching over you. So maybe spiders aren't all bad. So think about that next time for you stomp on one. So if you ring a bell on Halloween, it will uh, supposedly scare the spirits away, which I don't know about that one. I don't know why spirits would be necessarily terrified or afraid of bells unless that has something to do with in the afterlife. Maybe, you know, maybe death or the reaper. Maybe they, like they hear bells ringing when he's near or something. I don't know. It's kind of my own speculation on that. So the postman. Yeah, <laughs> the postman. <laughs> Um, let's see. So yeah, about the, the Jack Lantern thing, which kind of goes with Christian's story. It's kind of cool. Uh, if you, if you burn a candle inside of the Jack Lantern, uh, during Halloween, it's supposed to, uh, keep out evil. Um, and then if it blows out, um, that's like, that's, that's a death omen basically. So don't let that thing blow out don't put it in the wind hint hint so yep i think that's it for the superstitions uh, we'll move on to something that was recommended to me by a podcast oh black cats black cats yeah i mentioned that so this is but you, but you may do you have well, more do you have more go ahead so they have an inherent association with witches which i i believe is incidental all right so, Salem Witch Trials, these women were outcasts and teenagers just wanted a reason, so they wanted to cause mischief. Well, old, old women, outcasts, they're alone, right? That's why they're outcasts. We, we, have that, we have that taken care of, that explanation, right? What, the, what is something that accompanies lonely women? Habitually. Cats. And I'd say the majority of cats I've seen have some sort of black associated with them. Okay. So, black cats, black meaning death, why not? So, the fact that a black cat is a bad omen is definitely incidental. Just because they're with women suspected of being witches and... and subscribing to witchcraft and things like that. But anyway, that that's what I heard about black cats. Their association with the witch, witch trials has stooped them in infamy. I didn't even really mention witches, but I mean, I feel like that's something that we could probably cover in an episode itself. I know there's like the Salem witch trials and things of that nature. I know it's probably been covered a lot, so that might be down the... If, if, she, if, if she weighs less than a duck, I think I got it right. If she weighs less than a duck, then she's a witch. 
Yes. Is this a horse-sized duck or what? No, this is a duck duck. This is a regular-sized duck. This is a duck-sized horse, maybe. Okay. But still a duck. Okay. All right. Well, now we're on to uh, something that was recommended to me by a podcast called Talk Spooky to Me, I believe. Clever name. Uh, Basically, um, on Halloween, there are some stories that I found... I think it's called Ranker.com. Basically, uh, there were some Halloween decorations uh, that were meant to scare people. Um, You know, they were supposed to be fake decorations, but they turned out to be real human decorations. So I'll get into it. The first one I have here is the three teenage boys accidentally hang themselves. So William Anthony Odom, Caleb Reb. Uh, and Brian Jewell, um, it was their mission to make kids scream and cry and from fright on Halloween. Um, tears did come, though, not from the kids, but from the patrons of the haunted attractions uh, that actually employed the three. So in October of 1990, wow, this is actually um, not long ago. I thought it was longer than that. But anyways, Jewel, he was 17 at the time. He was working as a uh, part of the haunted hayride attraction in Lakewood, New Jersey. He decided to up the scare factor for the, the patrons of the park. That's hay, not hay. <laughs> I'm glad you cleared that up for the audience. So as a part of his portrayal of hanging a victim, he was meant to stand on the gallows at the hangman scene and recite a chilling speech to the carts that came by as a part of the ride. So sometimes during the night, the noose that was supposed to hang limply around his neck became cinched and choked the young man to death. He was discovered by a tractor full of patrons dead and standing on the deck of the gallows. That could you imagine, dude? Would you freaking imagine do that? <laughs> so, let's see. Six days later in North Carolina, 15-year-old Odom was working with friends in his aunt's home to construct a haunted house in the basement uh, among the fake spiderwebs, cauldrons, and other Halloween decorations. Uh, there was a noose meant to be strictly decorative. Um, but when Odom playfully slipped the noose over his neck, uh, it tightened and killed the boy. So I guess my question on that is like, is it, was the, the noose, was it like hung up or something in the basement or like, it doesn't really specify, but I guess that's kind of what I'm thinking. You don't mess with that shit. So I'm, I'm an individual who's absolutely terrified. So my uncle had a gun safe installed and I was present and it was well suspended and it was up off the ground with a hydraulic lift and I didn't let my feet anywhere near that. And the Sears Tower, and the Sears Tower, they have a glass overhang. Oh, I hate sort that of a, thing, dude. It's a it, it protrudes, and I I can't do that. I just don't trust it. You just don't 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 do that shit. That's just ill advised. Dude, you can feel the building like swaying in the wind. It's I, it's freaky. That's actually good. If it was rigid, then it was bad. And I, I you're wouldn't. right. You're right. It's still freaky, though. Yeah. So, we'll see. Over a decade later, Spartan, Minnesota, 14-year-old Reb ended up in a scene that the universe, the universe, I'm assuming they mean university, uh, had worked very hard to keep uh, him away from. Earlier in the day, his mother, Kathy, had taken the boy to a local horse farm to see about a possible job at a haunted hayride. Uh they said that they had filled all the positions, but they would try to get him there. Um, but they shoot him away. He ended up begging both of them to, um, for him to stay and, and have the job. Uh, and he said he would, he'd work for free. So they, they let him, the two relented and he was placed in a coffin to display to scare patrons. Uh, they weren't really satisfied with how he was or how his performance was. He wasn't scaring the people. Um, I don't know if I, if I got placed in a coffin, like I, this would be me. I wouldn't scare anybody because emotions are not my strong suit, but what are you talking about, man? Uh, anyways, emotions are required to scare. <laughs> I, I haven't heard of that one. I think hey, so, dude. man. I think so. Cause I don't, I don't have the energy to just, I haven't, I don't have the energy to just like yell at people or like scare the shit out of them. 
but anyway, so I could I could see you in that line of work easy. <laughs> You'll see me at the Without your nearest up. haunted house as a as an actor. So he so his performance wasn't too great. He offered to switch with another worker whose display involved a plastic skeleton hanging from a noose slung over a small tree. In an attempt to be scarier, Reb took the place of the skeleton in the tree, causing it to snap. Um, snap back and suddenly cinch the noose around his neck. A group of patrons went by as he was struggling to free himself, uh, but they took the display for a good show of acting, watching as his body went limp in the noose. Damn, dude. <laughs> could, you, could you could you imagine driving by? But like, think about it, though. If you're driving by, you're like, oh, like wow, that's really good acting. And then like five seconds later, the body stops moving. I mean... You would still think maybe he's a really great actor. Who knows? But yeah, that's you'd think though, if you looked under him and you saw nothing for his feet to stand on, you would think, Oh, this dude's actually dying. So maybe not though. Anyways, a corpse Halloween decoration hanging from a fence turns out to actually be a dead woman. That's the title of the next one. So an Ohio residents were alarmed to find out that they presumed to be a corpse-like Halloween decoration hanging from a fence turned out to be an actual dead person. Police are currently investigating Donnie um, Cochinor, I'm butchering that, uh, for the murder of 31-year-old Rebecca Cade, a local drunk beloved by the town. <laughs> a bloody rock was found near the near the body. Blame it on the rock. Um, and is presently thought to be the murder weapon. So a local construction worker actually told his daughter that the <laughs> so the local construction worker told his That's daughter cold. that the body was actually a dummy while driving by only to find out hours later that it was in fact the dead drunkard of the town that is cold hearted right there dude this one's kind of creepy too so in uh, in Frederica um, I'm not sure where that uh, anyways a 42 year old woman hung from a tree, simultaneously frightening and impressing passers by four hours um, before it was discovered. The lifelike corpse hanging from the tree had actually been a void of life since that morning. So on October 26, 2005, the unidentified woman climbed a tree a quarter of a mile from her home and jumped from a tall branch in an apparent suicide. So because of the proximity to Halloween, all the people that drove by took this as a display assumed to be a, um, you know, clever Halloween act, so to say, um, just to freak people out. So, again, people didn't buy it, They're, which, man, on Halloween, you got to be careful. <clears throat> so, let's see. There's one more that I had. Maybe let me find it here. Oh, yeah, this one, this one. This one is freaky, dude. So, man buried alive during a fake buried alive stunt. So, in Fresno, California, Amazing Joe Burris had invited friends, family, and the community to witness his latest death-defying stunt where he would be placed under concrete in a plastic coffin and buried alive. Friends, associates, the radio station, and even scores of young fans told Burris the stunt was certain to result in his death. You know, but being the cocky asshole that he was, he's like, yeah, right. So, anyways, he carried on with the stunt, jumping into the clear plastic coffin, handcuffed and chained. Burris was sealed in the box, which was of his own design. So, obviously, if a magician... You know, they're going to make their own box so they can escape fairly easy, make it seem like it's, it was difficult. But really, there's a, you know, there's there's a trick that the human eye couldn't pick up on. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's just to trick us, basically. So uh, he was lowered into a seven foot deep grave at a local family fun center. Why are there graves at a family fun center? Um, and it was left to secure his exit from the crypt. In the days leading up to his grand exhibition, he made several attempts at the trick at a nearby pumpkin patch. And while making his practice runs, it's either a fun center or a pumpkin patch, both ideal areas for <laughs> proposed bearing stunts. Right, right. 
Entombment. While making his practice runs, he was informed that he would have a maximum. How about let's throw an apple orchard in? We've got an apple orchard. Uh, what else? Well, usually at pumpkin patches, they do have apples, like apple trees and stuff. So, so. see, I mean, you can kill two birds with one stone or some dumbass who's trying to bury himself. Yep. So he had a maximum of one minute to escape, and in his previous runs, he had uh, executed it in um, about five minutes. So he was four minutes shy. So for the actual stunt, he's like, ah, eh, five minutes. Um, the, these practice runs, I could probably do it in a minute. It makes logical sense. So for the actual stunt, three feet of dirt was dumped atop Burris, after which a window was revealed to show the stuntman working against the chains, holding him captive. Uh, then came the wet concrete, 6,000 pounds of it to fill the remainder of the hole. My question is, how is this, what's he going to do if, if he gets out? Is he going to swim up through the 6,000 pounds of cement or whatever? Like, I feel like this is almost like a, his own planned, like suicide or whatever, go out with a bang type of a situation. So why would you choose suffocation? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's brutal. Well, actually you'll, you'll see, I'm about to get to it. I don't think it was suffocation. Uh, so when there was a still, or sorry, when there was uh, still one foot of a gap remaining at the top of the grave, a worker pleaded uh, to stop pouring, which if I was doing this, I'd, that'd be rough. Uh, but another employee insisted that they continue, so they did. So before it could get there, though, the concrete fill line suddenly dropped by two feet, indicating that the coffin had collapsed under the weight. So either he was crushed or he suffocated like you mentioned which i'm sure is a mixture of the two which is horrifying but anyways by the time the magician could be pulled from the collapsed contraption he was no longer breathing and attempts to um, resuscitate him failed so boom halloween stunt gone wrong that that's that's freaky right there dude but yeah, man, that's all. That's all I have. If you have any other Halloween, do you have any like Halloween traditions or anything that you personally do? Oh, I was gonna state carving pumpkin pumpkins is very satisfying. I think I've never stabbed anybody, but I believe that is the closest resemblance to stabbing into flesh. <laughs> you think that's what it feels like? Huh? Very gratifying. I would presume that to be not assume presume I have I'm more confident that yeah it is yeah that's freaky dude yeah I, I mean I enjoy carving pumpkins as well kicking it back with a few cold brews but as far as other traditions or anything that I follow um, probably starting this year my wife and I will be starting a new tradition which is handing out kid or sorry handing out kids handing out candy to kids where'd you come up with that um, one. Yeah, that was that was very original. I came up with that. I actually have a copy or I have a patent on it, so you guys can't copyright me or anything. So, yeah, um, kids are going to be pissed about that one if you actually enact a patent on it. <laughs> yeah, I plan to hand out um, apples with with uh, caramel covered on top, um, with a few needles, um, the heroin needles that I don't use anymore. I plan on putting those in there. Uh, some other crazy stuff too. Maybe a popsicle stick. You're just going to use the needle so they can easy to stab <laughs> the apple. Maybe the maybe some razor blades as well. I'm I'm not sure yet. Uh, I might I might mix in a few uh, different pills in place of the M and M's. So it's going to be a great time. Let me tell you. I'm gonna I'm going to go down to the history books. But not nah, for real though. It's going to be cool. Um, I'm excited to see all the kids and stuff. It's going to bring some joy to me i'm sure sounds super sentimental now but uh i don't know my my (laughs) my future tradition that i would like to do is make our house like the go-to spot that like people drive to just to come and see it like because it's so decorated and stuff i'm all about a halloween party man i I, I want to start a tradition of halloween i want it so do i so do i so let's start that here at my house gives you a reason to Oh man, go to town. Yeah. Mm hmm. And yeah, dude, that's that's it. That's the Halloween. Hope you guys enjoyed. The Halloween. We're using definite articles. Yes. Like like the Ohio State. You love how people do that too. Yeah, I am a <laughs> that, yeah. 
So, guys, if you like the show, smash the uh, five stars. Tell us um, how awesome we are because we definitely are. So We need to boost our self-esteem as much as possible. <laughs> exactly. I have been getting a ton of great feedback, and I do appreciate you guys. Hopefully, I can get a list together here soon and shout you guys out. Um, but here soon, though, if you guys do have a topic and you've actually had like a real experience, I think this would be very cool, and I'm going to start doing it soon. Um reach out and tell us uh, the topic or whatever we'll we'll cover it and then we'll have you on to tell your own experience um at this you know location or whatever the experience may be we'll have you come on and uh, give your experience i think that'd be kind of cool it'll give us a chance to get to know some of you people. yes as much interaction as possible we want to we want to incorporate you guys as much as possible because it's just more fun that way it, it really is the, the more interaction the more transference of ideas it's it's uh, I I think it, it just it, it means it's we're proactive and and it's um, yeah it's a it's a good experience. Yeah, dude. And the older I get, the more I realize I just <clears throat> I love like making new connections and just kind of like meeting new people. So this will be a good way to do that. So we actually have uh, one topic idea so far um about hellhounds uh, is apparent that um apparently it exists uh, outside of the call of duty universe i didn't know that yeah yeah and outside of supernatural if you've ever seen that show so um but yeah we plan on possibly covering um the place where this guy um had an experience and then possibly having him on to tell his experience and we also had someone reach out to us that's not from the u.s um, have you ever heard of Queen Mary before, Christian? Is that like yes, a haunted ship? Yes, the ocean liner. Is that, yes. Is that a, it's a haunted ship. It is. Okay, so yeah, this... Alleged. Um, yeah, so they said that they are coming to the U.S. They're going to visit this place, and we should cover it. And they would like to come on the podcast and share their experience. So, very cool. I, we would love to do I'm that. I'm game for that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah so... Guys, if you're interested, well, we've only had one interview. The interview, I, I, I think that's definitely augmented our own podcast. It's a, it's a good instrument. Right, to, I agree. To I utilize yeah. within the podcast. Yep, hundred percent. It, it gives us, you know, something to look forward to too. Because sometimes, and feedback, um, feedback is how we gauge interest. Uh, yeah, Trevor's mentioned several times that this is a hobby for us, but we're also very competitive too. It's within our yeah. nature, and, and we want to improve, and we want to improve within how we speak and how we uh, how we progress topics and and uh, things like that. Yeah, dude, I would 100% love to be on the top of the charts in our category right now. So I know we have a long way to go. I'm not trying to sit here and say we deserve it. But yeah, dude, I mean, that's that's the goal for sure. Um, and then, you know, eventually if, if we could turn this into more than just a hobby, then 100% I would love to do that. But, um, you know, if we ever made money from doing this, I don't I, I don't think I would ever like benefit myself from it. I would put it in out to you guys, you know, through merchandise or live shows or you know something to that nature so it's just a uh, some food for thought there i'm not using uh, this as anyway. charity if i receive any income I, i'm definitely <laughs> you're gonna buy some did you mind no, a did new any, butt plug did anybody yeah did, did, that, um, did anybody get stickers i didn't receive any stickers over trevor's wedding which i'm very upset about oh shit dude i tell i totally spaced that one i would dude shoot me your address and i will send one to you i'll, I'll shoot you my address yeah Yes, like, okay, never mind. I'm not going there. <laughs> there are some people that have reached out to me, and I need to get those out. But, um, you know, this not like, this not like month has a new house, or just yeah, it's like I just wet, got married, uh, went on a honeymoon, <laughs> living, doing adult things, and moving and stuff. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a procrastinator avoiding, by nature too. Avoiding so. old friends. Who who did I avoid? I'm just giving you shit, man. <laughs> We're in communication every week, dude. I don't know what you're smoking. Yeah, maybe too much. Yeah, probably. Probably drinking too many of those growlers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Empire Brew Pub. Got a refill tomorrow. 
Yeah. Also, guys, Christian, someone reached out and asked if um, we live in the New York area. Christian actually does. So if you guys are around him, feel free to reach out or whatever, or message me and I can um, get that over to him. Maybe you guys could meet up and, you know, whatever. I think Christian, I don't know, this is how I feel anyways. It'd be cool to meet some some of the people that listen. So if that interests you, reach out. But I, I feel that- like uh, I feel like that's the start of a of a murder uh, mystery a Halloween movie. <laughs> Someone dying. Probably me. That's I just threw you. I just, I just threw you under the bus. So well, okay. Trevor, I, I will say this. Knowing our personalities, I can only anticipate the type of people we attract. <laughs> <laughs> They're identical to us, I'm sure. <laughs> probably probably a little bit more twisted. Some some of them are, but Oh, man. We love you guys. That, that was that was not a knock. That was just being funny. Oh yeah, no, no, for sure. We, I, we do, I just feel we do for you guys having you. to tolerate us and our banter. It would have been fitting for thirteen to be completed right before Halloween. We just missed Friday the thirteenth because last year. Uh,